Welcome to the Palette Talks podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Palette Talks. This is your host, Jason, and today we're going to start our new podcast series, Palette Talks, uh, which Today, I'm very delighted to be joined by a very special guest, the one and only After Todd. What up, my man? Yo, what's good, Palette? Yeah, so um, to all the audience who have not known you yet, maybe you can introduce yourself to the audience, you know, what you do, and you know, do some introduction. All right, so, so basically, um, my name is Afterthought. That's what I go by. Um, I'm a lo-fi artist, producer, like singer, songwriter. Um, that's really all I do, man. Like I go to work every day, come back mm-hmm. home, make music about sad stuff, you know, <laughs> for all yeah. my sad boys out there. And um, yeah, man, I'm really mellow dude. Like, so just all my music just kind of reflects like, not necessarily just my mood, but like just kind of like my personality. Like I'm a really laid back, soft spoken kind of guy. I like to be behind the scenes, so mm-hmm. it's just like that's the way I express it in my music, and I do that's, it in a way that people can relate. And you know, some people are gravitating to it, so that's what I do. Where are you based, man? Right now, I'm based in Virginia, like. Virginia Beach area. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah, I've heard it from movies. <laughs> well, where are you from? I'm from Indonesia, man. Bali, you know Bali? Oh, damn, bro. It's the same country, but I'm on a different city. Bro, I didn't even know you was all the way across the world like that, man. Yeah, which is why it's been getting, t- it's been tough, you know, just to have the right schedule because, you know, you're from the, U.S. and I'm from Indonesia, and the time difference is just, you know, it's so hours apart, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so Dang. what have you been doing lately, man? Lately? Yeah. Uh, shoot, bro. Literally, th- this is my daily schedule, bro. All right, so All right. I get up, I go to work, I come back from working my crappy job, and... <laughs> I come back and I literally record, bro. Like that's lit. Like every night, I try to, All right, yeah. So this is my goal, actually. Like, so really, I try to make at least one song every day. One song every day. Every day, I at least yeah. make one song, or at least, wow. or at least, I'll make two songs that night. And then if I don't make a song the next day, like, it's all good because technically I made two songs that night. So it's like, it counts for one every day. So, like, that's really, like, that's that's really just what I focus on, man. I just focus on, like, constantly practicing. I, wow. I count it as practicing, kind of. But that's it's just, crazy. on the other side, it's just, with lo-fi, so many dope beats. Like, like I yeah. love that sound. I love... I don't know. It's just something about the sound that I really love. Like, I fell in love with the genre. Like, yeah, sometimes actually, it gets, like, emotional, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. like, and I think that's that's why I'm able to um, make my music sound the way it does. It's because, like, the beat, it all starts with the beat. Like, 
I fell in love with lo-fi. Um, I want to say like this was 2018 in like August. That's when I first started making music as um, as afterthought. That's amazing. So you started uh, in 2018. Yep, August. August was the um. August was the first month. Like that was the first time I ever came out with my first track, Destinations. So do you have like any background on music, or do you have experience uh, on that part? Like, how do you get to start to produce? So, so actually, like I've been doing music like my whole life. Um, let's see. I mean, to take you way, way back. Yeah. Um, I played violin in the fifth and sixth grade. I played saxophone from grade six through twelfth. So all the way throughout high school, from middle school to high school. Then I picked up guitar. Like, I taught myself guitar on YouTube when I was in, like, 10th grade. So I was, like, 16. And yeah, like, uh, for two also, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, literally, music has just always been a part of my life. And, like, fun yeah. fact, like, nobody knows this, but I actually started out making music, like, as a rapper, bro. Like, I started rapping, actually, in 2012. Oh, you rapped as well? Yeah, I was a rapper at first, but... Oh. I, I recently just kind of abandoned it, bro. Like, I don't know. It just wasn't fun to me anymore. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. So as far as yeah. producing, um, it was the summer of going into seventh grade, actually. So mm -hmm. I was like, I was like about 12 at this time. Um, there was like this summer program that my school had, right? Like my band teacher was hosting this summer program. And it was music production. Like, he was just telling me about it. I had no idea what it was. Like, but my band teacher, like, he was like, yo, like, you, you should really do this, man. You're really talented. You should you should check out this summer program. And, you know, I'm a kid. Like, I ain't got nothing to do the whole summer. So it's like, okay, why not? Like, I'll go. He said, it's all right. I'll check it out. So when I did that, um, when I signed up for the class and everything, um, I found out that it was actually like, it was basically just what we call producing today. Like mm. they gave us all MIDI keyboards. They sat us all on computers and like my band teacher would teach us like step-by-step -step process um, on how to produce music. And it was a program called Sonar back then. Is that like a it's, school program? No, actually it's just like, it's like a real OG Fruity Loops, bro. It's like oh, an OG LFS studio. Though. Yeah, bro. It's like really old. Like this was like 2000. I'm gonna sound old, bro. But this was like two. This was like 2005, bro. To learn that. Yes, bro. Hey, that was so young. You're so young to start at that age. Bro, yeah. I made my first beat in 2005, bro. No cap. That's cool. I love your story, man. So, um, you know, like, um, I've heard, like, uh, many of your music, of course. I mean, you, you produce, like, you write, like, one song a day or two songs a day. It's been crazy. I uh, love definitely your latest East Atlanta love letter, which I'm going to feature. Hey. It's amazing. I appreciate that. <laughs> and then, 
I'm going to ask you about collaborations. Um, I've heard that you've been doing collaboration with Oset Trunks, right? Um, yeah, Oset, that's my boy. Do you have any other, you know, projects or plans for future collaborations? Um, all right, I get I get a lot of DMs, like a lot of messages with artists that want to do music and stuff like that and like this is this is no offense like to any artist or anything but i'm not doing features i'm not working with other singers or rappers like i'm I'm strictly working with producers right now like i don't i don't want to do features like i'm completely consumed to myself and like like again i said this is like not any shot to any of them or anything it's just like with me just starting out for real, like I only want to focus on myself. Yeah, I totally and, understand that. Yeah, I feel you. But producer wise though, um, there are a couple producers that I really do work with a lot. Um so O said is one obviously. Um there's this guy based out of China. His name is uh Medic Medic Music. Oh yeah, yeah. I knew him. I know him. Yeah, he's, bro, he's so talented on the guitar, bro. Yeah, man. So crazy. Just made a song. Yeah, I just made a song by him, actually. Like, I, like, I literally I literally just found him on Instagram, like, what was it, like, four or five days ago, man. I hit him up, and I was like, yo, don't be mad at me, but I just made a song to one of your guitar beefs. <laughs> and he, he, he was cool with it, like, to be surprising, like, you know, I I know like a lot of producers like they react differently. Yeah, with yeah. That, you know, some some people get mad. So shout out to Medic Music for shout out to Medic being understanding. He's, like, super kind. Like I met him like a year ago, I think, and he's been like super supportive. And I've been listening to his podcast as well uh, with his friend Lamb Chop. Right, he's a producer. So yeah, super amazing, super cool dude. Bro, yeah, he's and he's so talented, bro. Like. Like as a guitar player myself, mm. like I I almost like I almost envy like his ability with the guitar. He can he can really jam on that thing. So um I got a song with him too. I just finished mixing that. Um you see he's a he's a pretty big producer that I'm working with right now. Okay. Um Hisoka, I really wish he would make more beats. Hisoka, if you're listening to this, please make more beats, bro. Like, he's, I don't know. I don't know what's up with him, man. Like, I hear from him every now and then, but it seems like he's, like, retired. Like, I don't know. Yeah, some people, they just feel like they just don't have that creative, you know, toss. So they produce, like, once like every two weeks, you know. It's just, it's a rare occasion to produce for them, even though they produce, like, really dope beats. Yeah, just mm-hmm. you know, if they can produce like once a day, it will be like, oh, super. Yeah. And besides them, like I'm just trying to pick up more on producing too myself too. So then that way I don't have to like ask other producers like if I can lease a beat or something. You know, just that way to like skip a whole bunch of hoops. You know, and just kind of own some of my stuff too so you don't do like leasing and stuff i do i do um just one out of respect um and then two like yeah from a business standpoint like because if i'm gonna put a song 
on Spotify or Apple Music and, you know, make make some sort of streaming income, then I have to do it legally, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know. As a, as a musician, like, as an old ex-producer myself, like, I used to be hard into it. I can really understand, like, when someone steals your beat. Yo, you know what? Actually, someone just stole my beat. Um, I just found out. Today. For real? Someone's, yeah, somebody stole one of my beats, man. I went on my YouTube channel. I went on my YouTube channel, bro, and there's a beat I have on YouTube called Sunset Guitar, bro. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I woke up to a notification email with a copyright claim on my beat. Whoa. And I was like, what? Uh, it pissed me off, man. Like, I disputed it immediately. But, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, I just, I don't, I don't like being that guy. Like, if if you know me or like when you get to know me, you you know that like I'm not really the kind of guy like I don't I don't like stealing. I don't like doing business the wrong way. Like I like to keep my business clean and do it the right way. Yeah, man, you gotta do like to others what you want others do to you, I guess. Like so, you know. I think like, exactly. everyone doesn't want to be you know, they don't want their um music to be stolen. So yeah, I mean that yeah. sucks, man. If People stole your piece like that. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like that's another reason why I kind of like shied back away from producing. Cause it's like it's like nowadays it's like if if you wanna really if you wanna really get your name out there, like as a producer, you have to put out so many beats, right? Yeah. And it's like it's so easy for people to just rip them off the internet. Like, I mean, I do them all the, I do that all the time, right? <laughs> but yeah, I still uh at the end of the day, I I still um hit up the producer though. Like, I'll I'll take the beat and just not contact them and make a song out of it. And then if I end up liking the song and want to use the song, then that's when I when I'll contact the producer and say, "Hey, I want to release this song. Can I purchase the lease?" Mm. And then I just do it from that point. Yeah. So you basically make the beats first, and if you find it like really good. Then you start contacting them. That's pretty smart, actually. Yeah, yeah, man. Because I don't, I don't want to waste money. Like, I learned a lot of do's and don'ts from my um, from my past rap career. Like, when I when I was rapping and stuff, I I really learned like how the industry worked. So I learned a lot of things to do and things not to do and how to go about things the right way. Can you give some examples? Like, what are things to do? And some things that we're not allowed to do, just a little tip, I guess. Okay. Like you want to from a standpoint as an artist? Yes, as an artist. Okay. As an artist. All right. There's there's actually several things. All right. So anybody, if you if you're making music, if you're an artist and you know this is what you want to do, a list of things not to do. One, do not copy someone else, bro. Please don't copy somebody else. Man. Copy someone else. All right. Dude, like, just don't be a copycat, bro. Like, you have to find your own sound. Like, and it's tough. Like, like I said, I made music since... I started recording myself since 2012. It's 2019 now. It's been seven years. And I... And I'm just now, like, just now finally finding my own unique sound. Mm. So, like, after seven years, it, it takes time. And some some may find it quicker than others. I just so happen to find it after seven years. But 
Um, yeah, one, don't copy anyone else, bro. Because, like, one, it just looks lame. And then, two, you're just, like, another person. Like, you don't really find any success um, mimicking someone else. Like, when you find something that's different and that stands out, like, yeah, people will notice that and people will like it. And, so you know, and that that's how you like create a fan base and get people to start like listening to your music. Um, another thing not to do. Uh, <laughs> all right. Don't spam everybody with your links. Guys. Yes. Don't please spam don't do everyone, please, please, please. You know, please don't <laughs> spam your DM. I know that DM you copy it to like 10 other pages. Like, please don't do that. Bro, I know you get those every day. Bro. Every single day. I know it. Oh, oh. Yeah, man. Bro, how annoying is that, bro? For me, man, you know, you know when, when you get like someone to DM you, I always have the time. I always try to find the time because you may not know, like, what if that guy is actually really serious about what he's coming up with? So basically, I just DM him. Um, asking him some questions, you know, just want to see if he's really like genuinely interested, uh, especially on featuring mm-hmm. it or working together. So I just test everybody out. So, and if I see like they respond like a day later, like I don't feel like he or she is like um, interested enough, you know, like putting effort into it, just doing spam. Like if, if they just spam it, like I'm just, I'm, mm-hmm. I just either decline it or I just ignore them. It's just how it's just like my system, you know. So everybody's yeah. got their own systems, but this is just how I work because I've got tons of messages every single day, and keeping up with every single message is a challenge itself. So yeah, that's for me. How about you, man? Yeah. So like, that's actually a good point. Like that kind of um pulls into the next thing I was going to say is like that's another thing I've learned on um what to actually do like when so when you when you have your music right and you want to um get exposure right and you want to hit up all these influencers or blogs or channels and whatnot when you're sending the messages don't just send the link and then that's it like actually show that you care yeah like actually take the time out of your day and write them like a couple sentences and like explain to them like you know hey um i'm a new artist um i just came out with one of my songs um i noticed that you're an up-and-coming page as well and you know you show love to up-and-coming artists i really appreciate you giving me one listen and letting me know any feedback or if it's possible I can get that feature. So I've learned that when you actually take the time out to really talk to these people, like these channels and stuff like that, because at the end of the day, you you guys got to remember, like, these are actual, like, these are real human beings. Like, Palette, he's a real human being, bro. You know what I'm saying? He's not, like, just this this botted channel Such on true. Instagram. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He's a real, this is a real person right here. Yeah, like a human out. as well, right? Yeah, and you know what I'm saying? Like, you put a lot of work and you care about what you've built, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you put countless hours into this stuff. So it's like, when people see that you care, that's when they care. Yes, I love that. I love that. Yeah. 
so that's that's one thing I've I've learned to do, um, just in my time in the music industry for real, for sure. That's cool. That's cool. Now let's talk about your music. Um, I know that your music sounds different, but personally, for you, what makes your music unique and original? What makes it different from other tracks and songs out there? Well, I would definitely say the mixing um to begin with because i mix my own i record and mix all of my own songs so i've i've been able to you know just like sit down and twist and turn all these random knobs to make it sound like completely different Mm. than anybody else that I know that's making music. I don't, I don't know. Maybe there is another afterthought out there. I don't know, but I haven't heard of him yet. There's always somebody there's all right. There's good. There's bound to be somebody like you got to think about, okay, there's like 7 billion people in this world. There's bound to be somebody doing something very similar to you. But at the same time, it's like, I don't, I don't know. Like I know nobody's twisting and turning the same knobs as I am. Yeah. At least, at like the same amount anyway so like the mixing i think that's one thing that um is really different and then the second thing i think um is just my i don't know man i think it's just the way that i come on the track mm-hmm. like the way that i sing my stuff yeah. i don't know like every song is really personal to me like i don't i don't just like make stuff up like Anything that you hear in my songs is like really something that I went through or it's just like a personal point of view on something. Mm. So I think it's um, the authenticity of it that sets me apart from a lot of uh, other artists. Because, you know, there are a lot of artists, um, like producers, I mean, like out there, there there are like producing the same vibes. Like you kind of know because they use the same samples, they they use like the same drums, and then it, sometimes it's really hard to find authentic and original content, especially with music. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just we I think we we're we're lacking in, in original artists and producers right now in our industry where you know everyone can make like literally any music they want, but because yeah, you know, they're entitled to that like huge unlimited access you know they just make the same thing over and over and and they just they don't use their creativity to create something that tr- that's truly personal and something that is truly different it's just how i feel about about it right now i guess for me another thing um i meant to say this too all right one thing that i know for sure is making me stand out is that I'm singing with some auto tune on lo-fi beats, bro. Yeah. Now, now this and but this is why I like it, bro. I love it because it's it's kind of like polarizing, bro. Like, cause either I don't I don't know. It's something different about the lo-fi community. Like, I'm I'm pretty new to the lo-fi lo-fi community, and I'm like I'm just like kind of meeting people and stuff. But one thing I've noticed is that. Dude, they hate auto tune, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They despise it. 
Mm. They despise it. Like they um well I'm gonna put it this way. You either hate it or you love it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Haters, With my music, like especially haters gonna hate, man. Yeah. Well yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, bro, if people ain't hating on what you're doing, then you ain't doing it right. Mm. But um yeah, that's that's another thing I've learned. Like when submitting to these blogs and stuff like that, like some of these blogs hate my music because they're like, "Oh, I hate this. Like this is you're why are you using oh, auto tunes? Yeah. Like this low five, bro." Mm. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It makes people talk though. Like it makes people remember it. So like I said, like there's nobody that I don't I don't think there's anybody that I know that like listens to my music and says like it's okay like. They either they either really love it or they just hate it like trash and throw it out the window. Yeah, but I think like it's about attention, right? Attention, like as long as you can capture people's and your audience's attention, I think that's what matters. Because there are always people who hundred percent love your stuff, but at the same time, there are people who just hate your stuff, no matter what you're producing no matter what you're doing that's just how the world works so i think just to be able to capture that attention itself is already like an advantage a leverage for you so using auditing and stuff i love your style because i've not heard people using it like your way and how you make it sound really cool and really chill you know that's a talent my friend you know Thank you, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Like I said, man, it, it took a long time for me to like find out my own sound and like and just kind of like make something different. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I first started making music, I was like, you know, it's crazy. I actually. Oh, this is so wild, bro. I just thought about this. I actually started out on lo-fi beats now that I think about Ooh. it. But this wasn't a time. This wasn't a time when the the word lo-fi was established mm. it was just like it was just like joey badass type beats or like you know what i'm saying like the the 90s like i was on like a lot of mf doom and jay dilla yeah the classics like yeah bro so i would i would like you know spit really lyrical on them like kind of rap like like the old heads like you know what i mean that's mm. how i used to rap and then i like kind of i kind of like evolved with the culture too so i started using autotune and started getting on more trap stuff right so then i started falling into that but then i don't don't know why like it just hit me one day i heard a lo-fi beat uh one day last year Mm. and i fell in love with it all over again i was like dang man this sounds like my old stuff like i love these beats and then just popped to my head i was like wait you know what if i could blend like the autotune and mix it with these beats so then i then i tried it and then the first song i made bro like i think the first song i made destinations is like my biggest one to this day Mm. actually yeah i mean like um mixing genres is huge now i mean like we all know lil nas x with old town road mixing country and trap people thought he was crazy until it came on top of the billboard charts everybody's loving it right it just yeah. takes time, man, right? To for people to understand the re- the the connection, you know. But I believe that every genre has a connection, 
And I think what you're doing is, is, is already in the right direction. It just takes time for people to truly grasp that and truly understand that and, and enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, on a personal, on an emotional level, like how do you want your audience uh, feel? Like, because, you know, every songs you you produce right you mix is it sounds very personal for you so like do you ha have you ever considered like i want to make this type of music so that the audience can feel this way is there like what feelings do you want your audience to feel when they are listening to your music i was hoping you were going to ask me this yeah okay um if I could put it in one sentence, bro, mm. I want people to cry to my music. You want people to cry to your music? Why? Why? I don't know because because like I'll, it's something about like like you know how you have, mm. you ever listen to that one song that just like touches you in such in like the deepest part of your soul bro that like you shed some tears bro. Mm. Mm. like even though it may sound sad it's actually like it feels great though like when you hear a song so beautiful that it makes you cry like it feels good i can't really explain it yeah it, it, yeah that's kind of weird but like you know maybe you feel like you can relate to that song you know at the same time like physically you're crying but deep inside your heart, it feels like something is fulfilled, right? Yeah. Like you get that satisfaction. Sure. Yeah, you get that satisfactory feeling. And, and yeah, it, it will be. That's what I want. Yeah. yeah. I just want people to, I, you know, I just, I just want people to relate. And like, I'm pretty sure everybody can relate to some form of my heartbreak, right? Or mm. something along, along those lines. Like, every, everybody has experienced. I love at at some sort of level yeah so it's like something that everybody um can relate to and yeah i want to make people cry bro let them know you know afterthought is here for you oh that's that's amazing <laughs> that's amazing I'm like, I, I didn't expect that but yeah it makes yeah, sense man. for me now all right um we're gonna play some games are you down to do some would you rather games before we ending it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Oh, that's what's up. First one. Would you rather give up social media or eat the same meal for dinner until the rest of your life? Ooh, this one's tough. Can I? All right, let me ask this. Can I pick the meal? You want to pick the meal? So what do you want to eat for the rest of your life? <sighs> Okay, see, I don't know. That, uh, <laughs> you had to give me some time on that, but could I pick the meal though? Like, I would do that. I would actually, I would, I would actually eat the same thing for dinner, um, every day, and I would make it something healthy. That way, I force myself to eat healthy. All right, let's go. All right, second one. Would you rather always being late for twenty minutes for every important events, or would you rather be two hours early? To all the not unimportant events. Oh my god, bro. Ooh, that's tough. This is tough. <laughs> oh crap, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I 
everything this is too deep uh, <laughs> it, the, bro the craziest part is that i'm always late all the time bro i think everybody <laughs> is late all the time i'm always late but no 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 because no nah, because if it was something really important bro I'm, I'm gonna have to say I'd rather be two hours early, bro. Because then at least I could do something productive in those two hours. All right. All right. All right. Would you rather win 25 grand or would you rather have your fr- best friend win 100 grand? <laughs> bro, me, me 25 all the way. All right. Next. Um, bro, yeah. Would you rather have no taste or be colorblind? No taste. But you're going to eat the same food for the rest of your life. Hey, bro. <laughs> like, I, that's that's fine with me, bro. Okay. Like, nope. I can't see color, bro. <laughs> like, that's like, that colors, colors give you emotion, bro. I got yeah. it. <laughs> okay, last one. Would you rather subscribe to PewDiePie or T-Series? PewDiePie, he's kind of funny. PewDiePie, all the way. All right. This is After Todd. Um, you have any message you want to share before we ending it? Um, shout out to my boy Palette, man. Yeah. Um, hello, what you're doing, like, for the community, bro? Like, it's real ill what you're doing, man. Thank you, man. And like, your page, your page is dope too. Like, I'm not just saying it just because I'm on your podcast, but like, your page is really dope. So, definitely. Um, definitely rock with Pallet, man. Follow him. Um, follow me, Afterthought. Um, that's A F T R T H G H T. So, like, Afterthought with no vowels, pretty much, except the A. Um, and yeah, bro, you know, come over to my page and let's cry together. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'm gonna link every, uh, I'm gonna link your Instagram and everything that you have in the description. Um, this is your host, Jason, with Palette Talks. Don't forget to smile. Don't forget to have a good day. And, of course, spread positivity everywhere you go. See you. Bye-bye. All right. Peace. No. Oh.